Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hey, you're listening to the Five Minute Talk Show with Phil Iazetta. We're bringing you today's best comedy and entertainment personalities. Now, your host, Phil Iazetta. Joining us on the 5-Minute Talk Show hotline on the Believe Podcast Network is one of my favorite comedians of all time. And I seriously mean this, Stephen. You've been doing this for over 40 years. Perhaps uh, the first time I saw you was Johnny Carson. Now, Johnny Carson at that time was the pinnacle of entertainment. Talk to me about that, because that, that just blew my mind right off the bat. Stephen Wright. You know, when I started doing this, all I wanted to do was... Maybe someday my dream was to go on The Tonight Show. Right. But I didn't really think what would happen after that. I didn't I didn't even guess. I didn't. It was like that was what I wanted to do, but I didn't think after that. So the fact it's been going for 40 years almost, I mean, it's insane. No, it, it blows my mind that it's been that long. And I basically grew up with their comedy. And, you know, a lot of great people have come and gone. And you mentioned The Tonight Show, and Johnny Carson, one of those guys, to me, probably the reason why I'm even doing this, because as I mentioned earlier, doing The Letterman Show, Dave always had this reverence to Johnny. And it was like Johnny was just this end-all, be-all, I guess for entertainment at that time. Did, did you feel the same way? Because, you know, once you do The Tonight Show, where do you go from there, Stephen? And the fact that you were so successful for Johnny to actually call you back so quickly, what did that mean to you? Well, it changed everything. It was like a magic fairy tale, like going through a magic looking glass. You know, I went on, I had never been on television. And then after that, I went on Letterman and Evening at the Improv and Saturday Night Live and uh, Letterman again and again and again. And then more Johnny Carson's and then HBO specials and then albums and... I mean, Peter LaSalle is the guy who saw me from The Tonight Show. He saw me in Boston, and he, three weeks later, I was on The Tonight Show. I was only doing it three years. So, I mean, and everyone, all those guys, like Letterman puts him, Johnny Carson, on the top. I know how Letterman views Johnny Carson. And the people I know still see Johnny Carson as the top guy. You know, I think a lot of those hosts, that are around there now, well, I've heard them say that too, that he's still the top. He had a whole other thing. These guys are good. I'm not saying they're not. But he had a whole different uh, class or something, way about him, you know? Stephen Wright joining us on the 5-Minute Talk Show Hotline. Now, Stephen, when we look back at that crew, Johnny, Ed McMahon, Don Rickles, it's almost like we were a fly on the wall at a cool party when we were watching those guys. You know what I mean? We were just blessed to be to be a witness to that. Well, first of all, I agree with you that when, when you know, those people, Don Rickles and uh, Bob Newhart and Shecky Green, Buddy Hackett, and that, we were, I never, that's a great description of you saying it was like we were on the flies on a wall at looking at this party. It was, it was like this group of people that we watched for years and years and years, and, and it has a special meaning. Those people have a, a special meaning to me. That time I started watching it when I was 16, and I started watching it every single night, not, not during the week, but 
school week, but as much as I could, I watched it. That's how I even wanted to be a comedian. Right. I mean, those people, even now, I'll, I'll Google uh, John Rickles on The Tonight Show. I do the same thing. Uh, you do? I go through phases where I, you know, it'll be like, I need a fix. And it's like, those appearances are, I mean, to have the ability to watch that now is absolutely amazing. Anytime you want, you watch all, all those appearances. And uh, also, when getting back to you, me, when I was standing there on the stage for the first time on The Tonight Show, and I'm going along, I'm going couple, you know, a minute, a couple minutes in, and I, I heard Johnny Carson laughing to my right, and I'm doing the material, and I'm thinking, oh my God, I hear him laughing, I can't <laughs> believe that this is happening, it was very, very surreal, because I was a person like you, I was like these people who watched, tuned into this hilarious other world, night after night, year after year, and my dream was to go on there. I never really thought I would really get on there, really, but that was my fantasy. So my whole life, he changed my life twice, Johnny Carson, because the fact I watched the show all the time and then I even wanted, got it in my head that I wanted to be a comedian, that was a big thing. Like, people don't know what they want to do, but I knew it, 16 years old. I want I hoped, I wish I could be one of those guys to go on there. That was my whole focus. I've had an amazing life because of Peter LaSalle putting me on there and Johnny Carson liking me. My whole, it was like a giant fork in the road and I'm still going down that other road. It's, it's incredible and I really appreciate it and I know how lucky I am that Peter saw me and that the comedy lined up like people like it, Johnny liked it. It's all so many lucky factors. I know I'm talented, but there's a lot of luck involved. Thanks. <laughs> I broke a mirror in my house. I'm supposed to get seven years bad luck, but my lawyer thinks he can get me five. <laughs> I like to fill my tub up with water, then turn the shower on and act like I'm in a submarine that's been hit. I like to skate on the other side of the ice. When I get real, real bored, I like to drive downtown and get a great parking spot, then sit in my car and count how many people ask me if I'm leaving. And I like to reminisce with people I don't know. I got a new shadow. I had to get rid of the other one. It wasn't doing what I was doing. One time I was walking through the woods and I saw a rabbit standing in front of a candle making shadows of people on a tree. I said, don't be so sarcastic. Right now I'm having amnesia and deja vu at the same time. <laughs> Recently I was walking my dog around my building on the ledge. <laughs> A lot of people afraid of heights, not me, I'm afraid of widths. <laughs> Ha, ha, ha.
friend of mine named Dennis. His parents are midgets. But he's not a midget. He's a midget dwarf. He's this big. He's the guy who poses for trophies. I spilled spot remover on my dog. Now he's gone. After your first appearance on the Johnny Carson Tonight Show, that incarnation, the best incarnation in my opinion, who were the first people you reached out to for feedback? Was it your mom, your dad, was it a friend? Well, I, 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 I was, I was with two of my buddies and my girlfriend when I was in college. I said to one of my friends, "I would like to go on the Tonight Show someday," and my friend Mike. Uh, Goldsmith said, if you ever go there, I'm going to go. And then like several years, five, four years later, I was there and he was there. So he was in the audience. He was in the dressing room. My friend Mike Armstrong was there. I said, Mike, can I wear your clothes? <laughs> yes. So anyway, the, there were some real people right there. The people I wanted to tell were with me. Those two guys and my girlfriend. And then all the feedback from my family back east you know, them, when they saw it later that night. Going on that show the first time was still, is still the highlight of my whole career. Wow. And one of the highlights of my whole life. I mean, I've done so much stuff after that, but that is still like the Mount Everest, joyful, unbelievable, incredible moment in my whole career. Not to interrupt you, Stephen, but you remember Robin Williams and Jonathan Winters when, when Winters was wearing the Civil War outfit? That, that was a, uh, a unique thing of uh, an established guy, Jonathan Winters, and then another a guy from another generation with the same improv genius. So to have them both at once was, you know, it was like, it was just incredible. And Burt Reynolds had some, his appearances were hilarious. And Michael Landon, you know, people who weren't even actual comedians that were just, you know, I mean, as we're talking about it, I'm re-remembering how unique it was time, his show. What does Stephen Wright have left to do? The only thing I have left to do is a full-length movie. I've made two short films. But, and I've been performing mainly, and that's mainly what I do for all these years. And the only thing I still want to do is, uh, is uh, do a full-length movie. That's my only thing. And I have parts of it written and parts of it, you know, here and there. But it's, anyway, that's the last thing that I have to do. Stephen Wright joining us on the hotline. And Stephen, in my opinion, you were one of the most unique comedians of my generation. And when you came out to Las Vegas, it was an honor for me to see you live in person. I can't believe it took me this long. We're both from New England. I had to wait till Las Vegas to actually see you. But what do you think of Las Vegas? Do you like it here? Yes, I think I, I mean, I love surrealism. Salvador Dali is one of my favorite uh creative people of all time and I very very visually oriented I, I get all my material from what I see you know and so the, the physicalness of Las Vegas the actual weird building the pyramid the giant lion the fake uh, Eiffel Tower the fake New York I mean it's 
like a, it's like some construction guys got together and they did acid, <laughs> and then they had all these ideas, and then people went out and actually built it. It's unbelievable. <laughs> I don't even think of the gambling in that place. I don't think I think of the what I just described to you. It's 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 insane. I love it. Stephen Wright, thank you for the time. I genuinely appreciate it. Well, well thanks for all the compliments. Thank you. I, before I go, there's a movie about the Boston comedy scene called When Stand Up Stood Out. Did you ever hear of it? I, I've actually seen that movie. Dennis Leary, the great Lenny Clark, they were all in that. Yes, yeah, yeah. It was it was by Fran Salamita. He was a comedian. He made the movie. Yeah, so I, you're really into that. So I wanted to tell you in case you didn't know, but you already didn't know. But thank you for talking to me. I had fun. For more of the 5-Minute Talk Show, go to the Believe Podcast Network at Believe.com. That's B-L-E-A-V.com or 5MinuteTalkShow.com. You've been listening to the 5-Minute Talk Show. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and keep listening at 5MinuteTalkShow.com. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.